Well, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another edition of This Week in the Bush League, hosted by the Chief and the Champ. I'm the Chief, coming to you from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, home of the clear and the cream. Wow. Okay, we can explore that. And I am the Champ, and as we head into the middle of May, buckle down, boys, because we're headed for a Nantucket sleigh ride. <laughs> a Nantucket sleigh ride? What is that? That's an old whaling term, right? <clears throat> when the uh, when the whalers used to uh, shoot the whale and then they used to hang on for dear life and hope that the the whale would drown. Um, but you know, sometimes it would run them into shore. Sometimes it would take them out to sea. And uh, just not sure what's going to happen here in the next couple weeks. Well, what's better, running them into shore or taking them out to sea? Oh, I think running into the shore, okay. right? All right. Yeah. Yeah, that's the promised land for us. So, so what's wait? What's happening with you? Well, I had my second player this year get suspended for PEDs. So apparently, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Yeah, so I had uh, Colton Welker get suspended. I, I can't imagine a guy on steroids and playing in Colorado. That would have really been a bump to my offense. Like, he <laughs> should have had someone else pee in that cup. To uh, the big yeah, that's just. Uh, you you were you would think that we'd be past this, right? And, and the first player you had test positive was, was a former, Adam Rooster, Paul Campbell, Paul Campbell. from the uh, Marlins. Yeah. From the Marlins, yep, yeah, pretty average pitcher, probably below average. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, so let me ask you: Has, has Belco moved its labs from the Bay Area to Lancaster? That's what I said. Uh, Lancaster's the home of the clear and the cream, isn't that what Bob used? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we we have both out here. So we have. Um, you know, roadside fruit stands and then roadside PED stands out here. <laughs> <laughs> the option, the option aye, aye, aye. Yeah, they're probably doing well. Uh, may, may, maybe as a lead in, maybe as a lead in, um, our, our guest that we have on the line could probably visit some of those stands, right? For some of his players. Yeah, he. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Tom, are, are you with us, Tom from the Bearcats? Yeah, I'm here. All right, Tom. I'm here. Um, so, uh, You've had a rough start to the to the season. Um, kind of describe the your team. What, what what do you think of it? Where do you think it's going? Kind of share your thoughts. Um. Well, they're underperforming. Obviously, I definitely had a shortage when I started uh, the year. Uh, I had outfielders that were highly questionable. Um, I thought to this point that my pitching would be performing better, and I think maybe they will down the line. Um, and I'm hoping, hoping, hoping that my offense shows some life. Uh, I don't know that I have a chance to fill in my holes. I just I think I need to rely on what I have and hoping that I get better. Um, I try every week to find something, and there's nothing out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, if and if there is something out there, I get outbid because my heart's not really in to the getting the person who I'm after, so I don't bid high enough. <laughs> <laughs> so the, it, there seems to be some indifference in. Well, I, I guess you look at the player and you're like, I'm not bidding seven dollars for that guy. Like that. That's that's yeah. That's my current problem. I'm like, I'm going to bid that much for him and keep him for three weeks because the guy who who's better than him is going to replace him. Yeah. And uh, I just, instead of taking that three weeks for all that money, I bid low and cross my fingers. 
Yeah, and, <laughs> and you've had some guys that, um, yeah, that are uh, that got off to rough starts. Uh, Trey Turner seems to be leveling off a little bit. Uh, Swanson seems to be coming, starting to hit the ball. Of course, whenever you play the Phillies, that's a good shot to bust you in your slump. Um, yeah, Conforto, uh, kind of up and down season. I, the one thing I, I, I find interesting is this Bryce Harper thing. So, I mean, he's hitting the ball pretty well. I mean, as of today, he's hitting 292, but he only has 10 R- RBIs, and he's got 21 runs scored. And when you look at that, you think, boy, I wish that was flipped. Have you been following Harper this season? Yeah, he really – they really don't throw him any strikes. That's yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Even though there are guys behind him who are hitting decently, they still don't give him anything to hit. So he takes the walks, therefore he scores a lot of runs because the guy – there's people on base when the guy's behind him hit. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Um, other than that, I think he's the old Harper. He goes in and out. One day his head's heading towards the outfield, and the next day he keeps it in and he hits the ball. So and that really hasn't changed. He hasn't done well with men on base, so that's another reason for the low RBIs. Yeah, and some of it may I be can, the pitchers are even thinking, like, I'm just going to gonna pitch around him and hope him he swings at my curveball. And Yeah. Yeah, let the, him get himself out, and otherwise I'm going to walk him. Yeah, yeah, who cares, and I'll deal with the guys behind him. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and then as I look in your outfield, yeah, it's really tough right now when, when you got a, a Drupal Herrera and, and Sierra that, or yeah. So, um, Vogelbach, I, I saw this guy for the first time when they played the Phillies last week. Have, did you see him? That guy is like a <laughs> yeah. softball player. Man. <laughs> At first, first time I saw him, I already had him before I saw him. Okay. And I saw him, I must have watched the game of the week or something on one of the stations, and I, I thought, holy cow. <laughs> and I, next week I dropped him because I said, that guy can't possibly last. <laughs> Somebody's going to figure him out if they haven't already, and he's never going to hit the ball again. Yeah. But he, he looks decent up there. Yeah, he's an athletic, heavy set person. Yeah. Yeah. But it does look funny when you see him for the first time. You're like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watch him run the bases, too. Oh, I have not seen that. Okay. Right. Oh, man. It's, uh, it's a disaster. Um, so the other thing we want to touch on is, is uh, Jamie did some research on your team. You've had 24 offensive players appear on your active roster this year. <laughs> did you know that? It's a revolving door. I'm trying to find somebody that will play it. They can keep them out of the minors. I thought we, we were thinking maybe you thought it was like little league rules where everyone had to play two innings. <laughs> <laughs> you know well, that's they, not they, the case. They get they get sent down. I I bid a dollar to get somebody to replace them. They get sent down, and I bid a dollar to get somebody to replace them. That's what's been happening. I've had a lot of injuries too, so used yeah, up no, yeah, all I, my reserves. I get that. Um, uh, and uh, the, the other guy I was going to ask you about is this Mickey Moniak. Um, as a Philly follower, w- w- what are your thoughts on this guy? I, I see um, flashes of ability, but I don't. He's not there yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. being stubborn and I'm keeping him because I keep hoping. And uh, I don't think there the Phillies' hearts in him yet. So I don't think he's going to last. I'm going to end up dropping him. Yeah, it didn't help that Mayton actually can hit the baseball either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and now he, now they got him playing 
are uh, taking balls in the outfield. So. Oh yeah, it's just it's a matter of time before he's the center fielder. I, I you know. Yeah. So when Odubel yeah. tanks, they'll they'll try him. Yeah, and and uh, it can't be any worse defensively. It doesn't matter at this point. They just need someone to put the ball in play coming out of that. Yeah, they, they've all been horrible out there. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, uh, Jamie, did you, did, what notes did you want to touch on? Yeah, I just, you know, God bless you, Tom, for, for trying. You know, 24 offensive players on your active roster. Um, you know, I look at your reserve, right? And you, your, your reserves, uh, you have all 12 spots filled. Um, and on the offensive side, of the seven offensive players, <laughs> you have four injured and two in the minors. So <laughs> even that's kind of decimated. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. How, 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 how do you face the Saturdays in, in fab bidding? Like, is, is it a chore? Is it like, okay, maybe this is the week I can dig out? What, what's your mindset there? Uh, I'm at the point where there's no chance that I'm going to get anybody unless someone's traded, I think. I think I've explored everything. You know, who, who's out there that might get, a, like, a June call-up? Uh, and I don't see anything yet. I keep looking, and I keep reading, and I read all the notes. I do everything. I check the injury reports to see who's, uh, who's got hurt and who might actually play next week. And uh, I make lots of bids hoping that one of them will catch. Um, and uh, so I'm going to keep trying. It, that's part of the fun, keep trying. It- it, it, it is. It's it, it's the middle of, of, of May. Isn't it exhausting already? Doesn't it feel like it's probably the end of August? And it is the middle of the May, in middle of May, so strange things can happen. So we'll see. Okay. All right. And one other thing here. Um, um, what has been your thoughts of CBS website? I don't, I don't know if you've seen. Um, Bob's been pretty salty um, with CBS, you know, complaining about them, and, and rightfully so. I've written them some 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 emails about just their their, their lack of service, uh, lack of updating stats. What, what do you think about the CBS website thus far? Uh, I I haven't noticed anything bad. I okay. Other than my team, I haven't seen anything <laughs> to complain about. So so um, you're okay. You're okay in the power rankings when they have you ninth in the power rankings. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You think you should be commending them? <laughs> well, it, it, it's kind of a layup, so I don't, I don't know if that's uh, anything <laughs> great by them. Yeah. Now, I really, I, I don't know. I do, I do certain things there. I don't. I look at the reports and I look at uh, the live scoring, and that's pretty much it. So, um, I do kind of laugh sometimes at their their reports. Uh, on the individual players because they seem some of them seem to take the easy way out they, and some of them I don't think even pay attention to the team they're reporting on <laughs> other than that I kind of go back between that one and um, Yahoo and yeah. compare and contrast okay alright we won't talk about that as you're uh, running away with that league but that's that's for a different different <laughs> podcast um, Roger, you wanted to address um, Tom on some draft day yeah. um, questions, right? So, Tom, in the past, you know, when I've asked, hey, is it should we kind of share the burden of 
inputting players into the Excel sheet, you know, as we move through the draft, you had mentioned that, that it, you kind of like it. it. It keeps you focused. You can keep the, you know, maybe control the pace a little bit uh, of the draft and, and you don't mind it. Um, was it, was it too arduous of a task to, to be engaged in the auction, input the players into the roster for us, and then nurse your brother across the finish line this year? <laughs> did, did that variable just kind of tip it? Was that the tipping point? No, it had already, it, it had already uh, spilled its guts by then. I was, <laughs> I was done after, uh, I don't know, maybe the fifth round. Um <laughs> As far as as far as the board and the draft, uh, it was more difficult. I thought this year uh, with the people spread out. Ah, okay. When we're when we're closer together, I could focus people, and I couldn't do it this year. That's why I think it ran longer. Um, and there was really no sense of urgency by anybody because nobody was really going anywhere. Right. But uh, it was harder to get guys focused between players. So if somebody made a distraction and people got up a lot and it was harder to keep things moving, as far as doing the board, I I still don't have a problem with that. Um, I could have used a little help keeping things rolling, though. But, I I mean, it's not something I got upset about. It was just something I was aware of. Uh, I was more upset with myself that I couldn't keep it going than, than with anything else. Yeah, but, uh, like, like I said, I, I wasn't in any hurry. Nobody else seemed to be in any hurry, so I, I really let it go. Yeah, that's a good point about being spaced out because yeah, that that gives a different. Uh, I know, I know. Feeling. Bob Freeze looked at me a few times, like, "What are you doing? You're just sitting here letting us talk." Oh <laughs> 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 uh, uh, well. And then he take and then he take another sip. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you look at him and say, oh, I, I'm the problem, right? Yeah, okay. Um, I, I actually found that I, I I wasn't frustrated with him, but I kind of find it comical <laughs> after a while that uh, he uh, he insisted on getting Quaid up. <laughs> yeah, so you, yeah. You, you don't listen all the time, but we, we do have a Johnny Quaid watch uh, that we include in the PowerPoint and the, in the podcast. Uh of course, he's been on the DL for a little bit, but yeah, we the, his name comes up frequently every week. <laughs> so, all right, Jamie, you got anything else? No, just uh, appreciate Tom you coming on um, this this Monday morning um, to join us because of the other working stuff. Um, I guess my question is, don't you have minions of people to to do uh, what you do so that you you didn't have to? Uh, to uh, to rush is the server backup you have going on today? I have an upgrade, and um, I don't know. It was just one of my my things that I got assigned to, and I'm it's it's a it's a whole sequence of uh, servers that need done, and we're just working our way through them. And it happened to be scheduled today at nine, but uh, so, we moved it. We moved it. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. Thank, thank well, you. I so moved much. my I moved my schedule work for the Bush Lake and the podcast. How's that? We appreciate well, you know, we're, yeah. we're going to hold you up as an example, you know, being in ninth place and moving schedules around just so you can talk to us. So the rest of these fools don't have an excuse. So we appreciate yeah. it. 
and, and, and for the future, Monday mornings are not normally good for me because we're cleaning up after the weekend. But uh, <laughs> I got on six this morning and I took care of everything <laughs> just so I could be here. <laughs> well, right. we appreciate that. Uh huh. All right, man. <laughs> Take care, and we'll uh, we'll we'll see you in a uh, couple months. All right. Thanks for having me. Good to talk to you, both. Right, Thanks, Tom. Yeah. Uh huh. Bye. All right, that was good. It's always good to have him. He he's a good interview because he's uh, light, he's insightful on some things, and he's got a good sense of humor. He 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 really is, yeah. and and doesn't take this overly serious, but but he's serious enough to keep trying to battle through. But the fact that you know he's had twenty four offensive players and just trying to cycle cycle people through. I think I I've, I've done a real quick tally. And he's already picked up. We're headed what to period seven of twenty-six in the Bush League, and he's already picked up thirteen um, players in, in in Fab. Just trying to, and it's it's just so tough out there now, right? Yeah, like he he had said that um, there are probably a couple guys that are that you know maybe coming up for June, and um, it, and some of it is getting the right one. You know what I mean? Just well, yeah, some of it's getting the right guy when that, when 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 they they get called up. I think you have two things, right? You you have trying to find the right guy and then executing. When do you execute? Because as you called the owners before, they're they're a bunch of hyenas, right? They'll they'll be on. Um, you, you might get sniped. You know, two weeks before you think a player yeah. should be brought up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it and, makes and, it tough. Yeah, and it's happened to me twice. Yeah, right. Yeah. I got some time. I got some time. And then you look and you're like, oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. So, um, yeah. So we, we, we'll see. And you're right. He'll keep battling for the next five months. So, um, all right. We got baseball news. Uh, big news this week. Well, I guess it's not the biggest news, but we'll start with uh, Chili Davis, Mets hitting coach, getting fired. Um, the Mets have, uh, they're, they're bringing in three and a half. Well, 3.4 runs per game. Um, they, they they fired him. Uh, the Mets are now in first place uh, as of today. Uh, what are, what are your thoughts on old Chili getting getting the axe? Um, I, I find it highly curious because uh, I would think that the reason that that the batting coach gets fired is because um, philosophy. Um, that they've changed philosophy, and I, I don't think he's been there a while, right? Uh, a so of years. his yeah. his, ap- mm-hmm. his yeah his approach to hitting hasn't really changed, and and the Mets were early on. Let, let, let's be honest that they had they didn't start the season right away because of the COVID outbreak with with Washington, and then they had a lot of rainouts. And at the time of the firing, they were uh, only a game under five hundred, and now, like you said, they were they're over five hundred. So, I mean, are they trying to blame the poor start of of Francisco Lindor on Chili Davis. To, to me, it seems like very reactionary. But I guess there's some stuff that goes on behind the scenes that we don't know. You're right, and and I don't know what he's what he's trying to, um, yeah, do. I, I I would think at that level, Francisco de Lindor doesn't need a hitting coach. He he might say, hey, you know, you're opening up a little bit just to kind of be aware of that, or hey, your hands are dropping. As you approach the ball, just be aware of that. I, I don't think, you know, it's not like you're teaching a 14-year-old Lindor. You know what I mean? And McNeil. Yeah. McNeil's a 300 hitter for the past two and a half years. 
guy was hitting 140, I think, at one point this year. So even if he was coaching him, saying, hey, Jeff, I want you to try something, try this, and you go through the first month, the guy's hitting 130, you say, hey, Jeff, go back to what he used to hit. Because, what? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I, – I, I think it's just, a, like you said, it, it's you got to do something, and maybe it's Chili Davis. I don't know. You know what I mean? Again, we, we don't know what's going on in the clubhouse, but – how about a conspiracy theory? Do you think Jake DeGrom says, hey, Chili, you better get me some runs. Um, your, your offensive uh, players better get me some uh, some runs this start. If not, I'm going to talk to management. Yeah, well, go to the, uh, maybe DeGrom would go to the guy that's making $30 million a year and say, hey, Lindor, I thought you were good. Like, you're, you're <laughs> the hell, man. Yeah. McNeil, why'd you cut your hair? Now you're hitting under 200. So, um, <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, on the opposite side, the Reds the Reds are scoring over five runs a game. Yeah, they've, they've you know when I put this out there, this this was last Monday. Um, the Reds have slowed that have slowed down um, a, a bit, but um, you know in in that ballpark, you know again the, the Reds are kind of start and stop. Um, uh, Suarez Eugenio Suarez um, hasn't been hitting. Now, Vado's on the DL. Um, it's going to be interesting to to see what happens here. Hey, let me, let me run something by you. You ready for this? Yeah. How about this for a hypothetical trade? What do you think about um, the Rockies trading Trevor Story to the Reds? Four. And the Reds, in, in turn, um, I'm, I'm assuming something like a uh, Jonathan India and potentially some sort of pitcher, maybe a T.J. Anton or something like that. Do you think that's asking too much? Well, if you're the Reds, are you trading? You're obviously doing that, but if you're the Rockies, are you trading story for Anton in India? Well, you know, I guess what's their option? Of seeing them walk at the end of the year? Hmm. I feel like they could probably uh... – yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. Just a thought, because yeah. cause now for the Reds, it moves Suarez back to third base, which I guess, was it yesterday, a couple of days ago? Uh, they started putting Farmer in at shortstop. I mean, that experiment is close to being over, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I, I think India would, would have had to really bust out for them to say, all right, let's give this more time. If the, the further he... I don't think he has too much longer of a leash to perform. No. Um, but I, I think he's a good player. It's just right now there's not there's not the space for him. You know. Um, yeah. So so yeah. just the thought on my part. You know that that and and plus it's a little bit self serving for me because I prefer that story be traded to the uh, to a National League team. So it's, yeah, it's a bit self serving. Uh, I I I probably want more than Anton, Anton, but. Yeah, uh, we'll see. And it's always dangerous trading for pitchers to go to Colorado. You, I don't know if that, if if it translates. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. We talked about uh, we talked about the my my two Balco uh, PED people, Paul Campbell and Colton Welker. And Welker was was being kicked around as maybe even getting some playing time in June, and um, he's supposed to be a good yeah, that- player. That, 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 yeah, that, that really hurt you, right? Yeah, that, that really hurt you. Because yeah. now, now, what do you do? Did you did you end up uh, dropping him in Fab this week? I did. I mean, he I okay. mean, he could come up in September, but 
I mean, he's he's not going to play baseball for the next eighty days. Like, how, how yeah. effective is it going to be? You know what I mean? So, uh, but, yeah, I, I think that's a good move, Trump. And I, yeah. I don't see him being uh, appearing in the major leagues this year. No, and um, and and I certainly can't trade him. Yeah, like no no one's going to be interested in that because you never know how he's how he's going to come back. I mean, the next time he gets caught, that's it. He's going to be gone for the whole year. So yeah. Um, yeah, and no one wants to take that chance because a lot of these times, these guys get caught twice. You know, it's just not once. It's twice like Robbie Cano. Like, what the hell is that guy doing? He got hey, you, you know, if you get caught that many times, maybe you can appear on the ESPN um, Sunday night game. <laughs> you can be the co-announcer. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, there you go. Oh, boy. A little bit more venom. Uh, had another no-hitter this week? Actually, we did. We, we had two more. Two, two, no two more. Yeah, John Means uh, throws a no hitter yeah. for Baltimore, and then yep. um, my man Wade, Wade Miley. Miley on my last day on the roster uh, throws a no no uh, on Saturday night. I guess second to last day because I, I just traded him. Um, so how do you feel about that? I still think I, I don't know if Wade Miley's a. F- I mean, there's a lot of guys throw no hitters that aren't really that good, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's cool. It's like hitting for the Yeah. I think it's cool that he that he did it. It's good for him. Yeah. Um and he helped my ERA and whip until Kyle Hendricks took the mound. So anyway <laughs> Yeah, Kyle Hendricks has been all over the place. You know, I was congratulating you earlier in the week with the Kyle Hendricks start and then he got uh, lit up this last one, so Yeah. It's been, it's been a tough go. Yeah, for him? Yeah. I yeah. Know, yeah. Uh and then we had uh, you, you want to mention Dylan Cease because he threw the no hitter a week prior, a week prior. No, 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 no. My, my note was oh, right. Dylan Cease yeah. of of uh, we had Josh on last year, and Josh was playing video games, and Josh had him throw a no hitter in his video game. That's right. But um, his, his most recent start, he struck out eleven uh, reds, uh, but but he went three for three in the game because the game was being played in Cincinnati. And I guess what I found interesting was that Dylan Cease has never had a professional at bat, meaning major leagues nor in the minor leagues, and went three for three. And one of them was a pretty hard hit double. Um, so it just, I don't know. I, I guess for all of those types of, of, of stories where pitchers hit, um, these are going to be stories of yesteryear because the DH is coming in hot and heavy next year. Yeah, maybe Cease is like Otani. Maybe he should get some more bats. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Shane Green, relief pitcher, got signed by the Braves yesterday. Uh, it looks like the Braves are trying to do anything to shore up that bullpen. Because um, the, the Braves are another team that's just struggling, too. They just can't find themselves right now. Um, yeah, what's going on with them? I have no idea. I, You know what? And, and I looked. The, the National League average – Hitting team is two thirty three. Mhm. That's that's really low, man. A two thirty three. It is team average. Uh, the Nationals lead the National League with a two forty six team average. And two forty six is like, all right, you're getting close to. You want to be a two fifty and above, right? That that's where you want to be. Um. Yeah, I I, I just. I, I just think it's bad. I mean, well, don't, don't you don't you find it interesting? Don't you find it interesting that if we look back twenty years ago, you wouldn't want a player that hit two forty no. on your bush league team. Now you're saying, eh, it's not going to hurt me. 
right? Yeah. And uh, and the Brewers are hitting 217. Oof. As a team. Oof. With a 664 OPS. Yeah. That's bad. I, 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 and, and I think the hitting's so bad. It, it's just bad. It, it, there, there's no discipline to it. Um, the National League's got 500 strikeouts already. Do you think it's all about the approach now? The three true outcomes? I think it is. Yeah. I, 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 that's what I think it's about. And, you know, when you, you, you're firing hitting coaches because you're only scoring three and a half you know, runs a game, and it, 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 that's what I think it is. I, I, I think it's, I think it's approach to get get your OPS up, and quite frankly, uh, half of the teams have a 700 OPS or less. So, um, yeah, I, I don't I don't know, and you know you know the National League is striking out uh, 9.3 times a game as a team. And that's not fun. So that's you, you got eighteen at bats to score your runs, because three innings are already gone with strikeouts. So you got six innings and nineteen at bats to score runs. Remember the days if you had runners on second and third or even third base with nobody out, you expected at least one run. Oh yeah. To score. Yeah. Now it's quite possible, and and I'm sure there's a stat out there with uh, runners on second and third or runners on third runners in scoring position. With nobody out, what percentage of runners score in 2021 versus, let's just say, 19, uh, 1998 or something like that? Yeah, I mean, that's that's a good point. So uh, the National League average, the National League average for leaving guys on base is about 6.7. Well, it's 6.7. Six point seven guys left on base per game. I mean, okay. I don't know if that's good. It seems high. Um, yeah, it it seems high, especially since you got all those strikeouts. That means, you know, if you got not three innings of strikeouts, you got you got a guy on base every inning, six innings left, right? And yeah, yeah, you're leaving them on there too long, and you're not scoring them. And yeah, I don't know. But I mean that every other baseball organization looks to looks to OPS and hitting the ball off the wall and over the wall and don't worry about the strikeouts. So maybe I'm wrong. So, um, and then lastly, uh, some sad news: Albert Pujols released by the Angels. Um, I, I imagine he cleared waivers by now. Uh, he's other than again, we've always said depending how you fall on the bonds thing, uh, he is the greatest player of our generation. Pool host. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, defensively, he played first base, and, you know, he wasn't asked to do much. But offensively, the guy was freaking amazing. I, I think th- this is our, other than bonds, this is our Willie Mays and Hank Aaron and, and Mickey Mantle of, of our generation. It's... And it's probably like you know you got Pujols and Bonds, and then you got to go all the way back to Aaron Mays and Mantle, right, to get that kind of offensive performance over a long period of time. Yeah, you know, what, what day was this? Was this like last Tuesday 
that um, the angels DFA'd him. And, and I'm sure there were some conversations that went behind this, correct? That, oh, that yeah. they had with him. Sure. Mm-hmm. So supposedly the, the way it went down was that um, left-hander Ryan Yarborough was was pitching for the um, was pitching for the um, the Rays, and I guess Paul Holtz uh, in his career went you know six for nine against him and was basically told Joe Madden, hey, I want to play this game, and I think it was told that hey, you, you're, you're going to be a part-time player now, and I guess that directive came down from the front office. And um, so he didn't play that game, and I guess there was just 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 a blow up in in terms of what they want to do with him. It just don't you think something like this should have been discussed, or maybe it was at the beginning of the season. But but here is obviously a first round Hall of Fame um, guy ballot. Uh, I I I just don't understand what what the Angels were were doing. Um, obviously, a Pujols isn't the same player that he used to be, but there, there had to be a better way for this to end, don't you think? Well, uh, I don't know if there was. I mean, if the player still thinks he can play or wants to play, and the Angels think, like, I don't I mean, they want to come off of them because they got younger players, they feel like they want to get at-bats. Now, if it's between Madden and the front office where Madden says he can still play, I'll play him twice a week, three times a week, and you know, and the front office saying no, we we want to cut them, you know what I mean? If that was the issue, that's that's bad because your front office and your manager, who's been fairly successful, are not on the same page. That's a problem. If it was the organization to include Madden saying, "Hey, Albert, we're just not going to play you, but one or two times a week," I, I, I I'm okay with the Angels doing it. I mean, I've 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 seen the story with. Bill Bill Giles when he's when he's um, talking about Steve Carlton and he told Steve Carlton he's like hey I I got I got to release you or you got to retire and Carlton didn't want to do it and Giles was telling the story with tears in his eyes like he felt horrible you know and that's the same type of organizational player here you know first first ballot Hall of Famer he's a he, Carlton was a you know beloved by the city and sure you know he. You could tell that he felt bad, but it was the right move for the Phillies. I mean, he, the Phillies, it was probably 85, 86, where they were still kind of ha- half winning. And I don't know. It, I think it's a bigger problem if Madden and the and the executives weren't on the same page. That's where I think the problem could have been. Um, I, I, I agree. And, and I, 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 I think that the Angels organization isn't a well-run organization. Certainly, it wasn't Pujols' fault, nor um, any of the previous managers, that they signed him for 10 years, knowing that he was going to be 41 or 42 at this time. Um, I mean, the, the fact that Pujols has gone to, is, is, has been an angel, what, for 10 years? And they have not won a playoff game. Yeah, I mean, who, a, whose fault is that? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. So, so can, can, I, can, I just, can I just read you some of the players <clears throat> that were in the lineup um, when Pujols wasn't? And, and tell, me, um, tell me what you think here. In, in, in right field, they had Taylor Ward, all right? At shortstop, Jose Iglesias. Their DH, their DH that night, okay, to, um, that Pujols couldn't play was um, Westchester's own Phil Gosselin. Um, in, in left field, they had Juan Lagares. 
at third base, they had Jose Ro- Rojas. And, and, and an organization like that can't find a place for pool holes? I don't know. You, you tell me. Yeah, you make a good how would point. Like to be, how would they like to be Mike Trout right now? Yeah. 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 Maybe, maybe you tell, hey, they traded uh, Nolan Hernando, Hernando. Uh, let's go ahead and start working the phones to deal me. Um, yeah, because, uh, yeah, that's that's a shame, man. Yeah, when you when you throw those names out there, <laughs> that's pretty bad uh, that that guy can't get it at bats. But in the other side, he's I mean he's hitting one ninety eight. He's seventeen for ninety two. Um, I don't know. Maybe those guys are better than one ninety eight. So so based upon what you said earlier, he's batting one ninety two, and the league average is two seventeen. He's right around league average. <laughs> that's the Milwaukee average, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he could go to Milwaukee. I I think when we were shooting those texts around after he got released, I think the Pirates should sign him right now. Play him at first base. <laughs> You're going to get 10,000 more fans just because Albert Pujols is there, and he's got to be as good as Colin Moran. Um, Actually, Moran is, is on the IL. They're going to be starting um, probably Todd Frazier oh, at first base. Yeah, he's definitely better than Todd so- Frazier. No so one, there's more of a reason, right? Yeah, there's no one to come. No one's come to see Todd Frazier, right? You know what? Speaking of which, and this is sorry, I'm just going to uh, divert for a second. I forgot to ask Tom Freeze about Kai Tom, and maybe uh, that was yeah. the pick that would have put him over the top, moved him out of ninth place. The Kai Tom incident, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. And I actually, I wanted to apologize to Tom. My my, my conscience couldn't take it anymore. That's why I traded India. I just didn't want to. <laughs> okay, so we'll see where Albert, if he ends up anywhere. Uh, as time goes on, the the probability of him landing on a team probably decreases every every day. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Um, but we'll see what happens. Hopefully, when he realizes, hey, this is the end of the road. Um, I don't know. Maybe it'd be like Julio Franco, go to Japan, go play in the Mexican League. Go, you know, if he still wants to play. Well, he still has. Here, here's the interesting part of this, and this is why I, I, I found the whole DFA of Albert Pujols very curious, is that he has a 10-year personal, um, what is it, what they call it, personal agreement contract with the Angels that's supposed to pay him $10 million over 10 years. What does that mean? What does that do to that contract? Oh, you mean if he signs somewhere Personal else? services. Yeah. No, he's a, I'm sorry, it's a personal services contract. So does that mean he's a minor league instructor? What does he help out? And what does that do to their relationship? I, I, that's kind of just, uh, it's all strange to me. Yeah, that that's probably, hey, hey, we're going to have Albert Pujols Day every year. So you need to come back out and you need to show up at this event. You need to show up at that event. It's probably stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a hefty price if he's just going to return for fantasy camps. <laughs> yeah yeah boy albert did a pretty good job negotiating this deal or whoever negotiated for him jeez right man. yeah like, good for him um yeah yeah a, a, a generational player yeah 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 easily yep um uh and I, i'm looking at his stats i didn't realize he's only made one all-star team since he got there too yes yeah Hmm. Yeah, think, I think that was early on. Was it was it thirteen or fourteen? Fifteen. Yeah, but yeah, it was fourth year there. Yeah, two thousand fifteen. Um, that's because the, probably the, the 
LA people don't vote. You know, if it was a National League city, he 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 would get votes. I don't know. Um, okay, so uh, we 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 had two trades this week as well. Yes, and you were involved in both of those. And so what, let me ask you. Go ahead. Let me ask you, and then then you can you can t- tell me about this. Um, your first trade was with the dudes, and you you traded. Um, I think it's Tyler Maley to uh, to the dudes for Will Myers. No, I traded Wade Miley. Miley, Wade yeah. Miley. Sorry, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I meant to say. Yeah, yeah, of 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 no hitter fame. <laughs> he pitched no hitter for me at last his last start. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I traded Miley uh, for Myers. Um, Miley's pitching really well. I'm not sure if he can maintain this, but he's pitching really well. And I thought Myers is an upgrade over Christian Pache. Uh, I don't know if you certainly. I don't know if you're aware, but Christian Pache stinks. Do, are you aware? <laughs> of that? I, I well, I mean, you've seen him a lot, right? Because yeah. the Braves have played the Phillies. I think they've already played them 19 times already this year. Um, <laughs> so you've seen him a lot. Um, yeah, he's more of a defensive player first, right? Well, yeah, but I'd like to think he's more than a 125 hitter, but that's what he is right now. Um, he's actually had two hits for me, you know, cause he went on the DL and I sent him down and he came back up like midweek. And because we don't have options of bring up players throughout in, in the middle of the week, um, I, I, <laughs> nice. There yeah, you go. He, he hit like two homers and a grand slam and I didn't get it. And I brought him back up on that, that Monday and he's not had a hit all week. So there you go. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the stats that, that he produced for you in 50 at bats. Um, he hit 080 yeah. and had 20 strikeouts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I feel, I feel like Will Myers is an upgrade there. Yeah. Right. Would you say that? I, I would say so. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I felt like I upgraded there. Um, and then I traded, uh, for Joey Votto, uh, I traded India and Clevenger, um, to the mighty ducks for Votto. Uh, Votto's not hitting the ball real well. His OPS is still pretty high and I feel like it's an upgrade over India. And, um, you know, the idea was to upgrade my offense and Votto got hit two days later on the thumb, broke his thumb. He's out for a month. So, that's yeah, not- the best laid plans. I, I I guess the Mighty Ducks, good for them. They're they're, they're obviously playing the long game with, with certainly with Clevenger and um, with India. I, I would imagine this guy, while while he's been slumping, um, should be sticking around and should have a, a fairly long um, major league career. So, I mean, that's a pretty good pickup, I would think. Pretty good trade for uh, that you guys have made. Yeah, um, and it was something that we've kicked around for a week. We were. We were swapping up, you know, changing players out. And um, he doesn't have a whole lot, and I didn't want to give up a whole lot. I just I told him, you know, hey, I'm looking for a marginal player that will upgrade my RBIs and OPS, and that's what I think I got. So um, I don't really well, have to give up too much. Good, good for you for kicking off the, the trading season because I know that once these trades were announced, you know, it's um, the text is, the texting started to fly and people started to offer other people. So you've got things moving along. Good for you. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I, I'm the, what I tell you, I'm the st- straw that stirs the drink. Um, there you go. Uh, 
yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens with these guys. And, uh, yeah, I lose Votto for a month, but, you know, he'll eventually be back. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. A uh, little standings review. Uh, uh, Lakers had a big week this week. They did. Yeah. They did. They, they, they looked really good. I mean, they had, what, 85 just for the week. Yeah. They had 85 total points. Um, so, yeah, they're get, they getting after it. Yeah. Uh, Rebs had a good week uh, at 80. Uh, the Sewer Hawks just kind of cruise along. Actually, Sewer Hawks dropped 10 points this week from, not not in total, but from, you know, the week-to-week standings. Uh, but they ended up with 69.5 points um, coming in third. And I, I was fourth. I had a pretty good week, even though Pache didn't get a hit. And then you're right behind me at 55. Uh, the dudes and the stat men uh, had tough weeks this week. Yeah, so let's talk about that for a second. Um, you know, I, I feel bad for the dudes, right? Because when we talked to him on this podcast two weeks ago, three weeks ago, um, he was battling for second and third and was was, was talking about um, um, possibly trying to pass uh, Bob Kirk. And since that time, he's just plummeted. Um, now currently, the overall standings in, in seventh place. And... Um, yeah, Statman had had a bad week. His pitch, pitching um, was actually uh, second to league worse um, this past week, and now um, Degrom might be headed for the the IL. Yeah, it, it and he, he had a little I was a little scared the week prior, but and then it then it it came back up again. So um, yeah, we'll we'll see with Degrom. Did he go on the DL or no? He hasn't gone on. No, the No, not. Not, not, not yet, not yet. Um, okay. But they're going to um, reevaluate. Um, right now, the website is saying he's expected to be out at least until the fifteenth, which would really be his next start. But I, I would think the Mets are going to treat him with 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 kid gloves. You know, here's the interesting thing about the Statman's team is we, we we've talked about this in previous podcasts, but just the imbalance. You know, of his reserves, he has five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven reserves. Nine of them are pitchers, um, and of the nine pitchers that he has, you know, six of them are hurt. Seven of them are hurt. So he doesn't have much um, in, in the way of active or, or potentially active um, reserves on his pitching. And then his, his offensive reserves, he has two, and one of those is hurt in Brandon Nimmo. So he's really walking um, a tightrope right now, and I'm not sure what, what, what's happening there, but his offense continues to sink. He doesn't have any of his reserves. He, he could find himself into uh, Bantam Rooster territory pretty quick. Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm looking at – I'm going to come up. I'm, I'm, and okay. not, not next week, but once these guys – once yeah. I, I'm going to get rid of a guy to hit 080 for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, well, you, you and I yeah. are going to be moving on up. Yeah, uh, actually, I, I'm predicting by, um, you know, um, we're going to be back on top, back on top in June. Uh, I, I don't know about, yeah, maybe. Um, like I said last. Well, when week, I say on top, I mean third yeah, and fourth place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right, good. Yeah, clarify that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I said last week when I I told you on, on air that I was in talks. Um, I, I I I got my whiteboard going and I I feel like I'm gonna give it a couple more weeks and then, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, th- there's more out there to get, and and I feel like okay. I got some chips. Uh, O'Neill Cruz uh, has uh, the Pirates are talking about maybe bringing him up as well, and and they got another as guy Gonzalez should. down there, 
Um, not the Gonzalez they have up, but they have a they have another Gonzalez uh, who is hitting the ball pretty well, which I think is on somebody's team actually, because I've already looked at that. So um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, of course, Welker didn't help. Um, yeah, so uh, a strong week by the Lakers and the Rebs kind of keep them in intact uh, overall. Uh, they're just playing for second. Uh, Seahawks keep cruising along. 48 and a half batting points out of 50. Right? Well, yeah. yeah what we need to do is, I, as I started in the cold opens, we need to harpoon that whale and then go on our Nantucket sleigh ride with him. <laughs> right. So I, don't, I just, don't know, just don't know how we're going to do it. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Rick had a better offensive week. Uh, and then, you know, right now, four through eight, is uh what ten and a half points but that four through eight fluctuates throughout the week pretty i don't want to say violently but it it fluctuates um throughout the week and a lot of it has to do with pitching and homers um yeah yeah so uh you know when, when it depends if you know when your pitchers pitch and how many strikeouts i get or you know so uh yeah, so it, it, there's a lot of room for movement in that four through eight, eight spot. Uh, I feel like nine and ten are still locked down. We don't even have to kind of deal with those guys. Pretty soon it's going to be three through eight spot because uh, Statman are dropping back down to the pack. Yeah, they are. Uh, yeah, especially if they lose some strike. Well, they're strikeouts. They're, they're so far ahead. It's a joke. Uh, yeah, but if they lose, if they lose the ground for any length of time. Um, I yeah. want to say that last week, in terms of strikeouts, because um, we, we had mentioned we, we had mentioned um, how far ahead the uh, stat men were, but but last week he uh, he had the second lowest total. He only had thirty six strikeouts, where the Lakers led the league at fifty nine. Yeah, yeah, he had a good week. Yeah, he's actually he's not within striking distance yet, but he's he's working his way there, and so are the Rebel Lions. They picked up. And we'll deal with this, but they picked up Vince Velasquez, and I imagine it was strictly for strikeouts. Um, yeah. Yeah, he was – you know what? I, and and uh, I talked to my wife about that. I, I had Velasquez on the um, – as a pickup, but then I saw that he was going to pitch Saturday night, and I'm like, oh, if he has even a decent outing on Saturday night, I'm never going to get him. Uh, that same thing happened to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he did have a decent outing. Um and then you know the the sewer hawks are still under two five as a team ERA. Yeah, that's just <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah, he has a two, under two five team ERA and he leads the league in homers. <laughs> and, and under one whip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so uh, uh, his offense is strong. He, he, he right now he's going to win the triple crown. I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, stolen bases is strong, uh, so what? Yeah, we'll see. He 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 needs he needs an injuries or whatever. He needs PDs. <laughs> Someone to catch. He needs to be on this podcast soon, so we, oh, we can yeah, get the, yeah, yeah, yeah. some sort of curse on him. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, and then we had the uh, Fab last night. Or, yeah, the well, not last night. The Saturday night, uh, pretty busy for myself. Uh, and then yes, you were, you went big. I did. And you know, Tom hit a, I, 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 I want to piggyback off of Tom cause I was getting outbid of guys that I thought this is what I think they're worth. And they were going for more. And I'm at the point, you know, where I, I, 
Pache's going to get sent down as soon as Heredia gets healthy this week. So I figure I picked up Heredia and um, I picked up Gonsolin again because Dustin Bay's out for the year. Did you see that? Uh, yes. Yeah. So the, he, um, he'll get some starts. That was a nice bit because uh, Gonsolin was was my number one choice, and obviously I didn't didn't, didn't go high enough and, and get outbid on that one. Yeah, and then I picked up Duggar because Alex Dickerson's out, and um, probably overpaid for that guy, but he's going to get at bats, and I I just need I just need at bats at a, a couple positions, and we'll see what happens. He actually had a pretty good weekend. Uh, you pick up. So you, you, good. Wait, let me let me just finish here. Um, so you, you spent a quarter of your fab money this past this past period. Yeah. Is, is that because you you felt like you're in a position to compete and that you wanted to spend that money early on? So when I say early on, in in, in period number six, so that you still have twenty more weeks of air potential stats. Is that what the thought was behind those those big bids? Besides yeah. people bidding more. I think if Heredia didn't get hurt, we would not see Pache in the big leagues. I think Heredia was playing pretty well. So I, I think he's going to uh, catch gotcha. those at-bats. I think Gonsolin, with Dustin May out, got, and, and, and as much as your guy Kershaw is pitching really well this year, he's going to have a stint where he starts to break down a little bit. And I think Gonsolin's going to pick up those starts for the rest of the year. And That's, uh, a, good, that's a good pickup, yeah. Yeah, and – uh, Familia is a guy that I get so nervous with Edwin Diaz. Have you ever seen this guy pitch? Yes. <laughs> oh man. He's, he's a wild card. And Familia got a, he's gotten a couple saves, uh, over the past two weeks. So, and I've seen him pitch because I watched the Phillies. Jamie you used to have this guy when he was like the closer, right? Have you ever had Familia? Who's that? Familiar, yeah, yeah, back when he was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he, his whip is really good right now. Um, yeah, I, I think I think he's pitching really well, and I, I, I think. So he, let, let me understand this. You show him. faith in your closer, Edwin Diaz, by by bringing up Jerry's Familia, huh? Is, is that like a, a a thinly veiled threat to say, hey, if you don't start performing, um, I'm going to bring Familia in for you? Is that what you're doing? And I did the same thing with Coonrod with Nares. <laughs> you did. You did. That's right. And he picked wow. Up to save that you're not guy. a very you're not a very tolerant manager, are you? I'm like a short leash, Doctor Hook. Yep. Like okay. Sparky Anderson, pull him out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. You picked up an old Bush League favorite, Matt Adams. It's good to see him back in the league. Uh, so I, I had placed six other bids prior to this one. This was my very last one. So it just showed you how my fab week went. So everything you said about people bidding more money, um, uh, just going down this list, you know, I, I bid on Velasquez. Uh, I bid on Matt Beatty. I bid on Heredia. Um, yeah, it's just um, Gonsolin bid on him as, as well. Um, I, I just got nothing going. And I, Contreras, William Contreras, I bid on him. Okay. I lost everybody except Matt Adams. And what's disappointing is I thought that with C.J. Crone um, injured, yeah. that um, that maybe I could get some more playing time out of Matt Adams as you know the long side of a platoon or something like that. But yesterday against the Cardinals, um, against Adam Wainwright, they, they played uh, Connor Joe at first base. Did they? Oh, yeah, which is disappointing. That. Okay. Yeah, that is a shame. Because that's where you think, like, that's where you get his at-bats. 
I, I, listen, I, I'm always, I was hoping the timing was right, that only have him in for a week until, you know, Yelich and Hap um, and, and Colin Moran came back. But I, I don't even think I'm going to get that now. So what's going on with Justin Williams? He's just losing play the time because of Bader? Yeah, and you know what? He, when he can barrel the ball, he can hit it a ways, but he, he just looks both offensively and defensively, he looks like a rookie. And meaning okay. that he's yeah. just very inconsistent right okay. now. And the more I watch him play, maybe it's the fact that, you know, there, there's two sides of this coin, right? You can watch a player. You, you may not watch a player um, at all and not know much about him or watch him too much and think that you know more than, than, than the major league team does. And that's where I fall is that I watch him play and just not as impressed as, as, as I should be. And like you said, with Bader coming back, his playing time is going to start to dry up. And Bader's not that good either. So, yeah, whatever. Uh, the Bulls pick up Rex Brothers from the Cubs, drop Anthony Bass. Um, Meh. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Bender got signed by the Lakers, uh, relief pitcher for the Marlins, and they dropped Barnes. Um, the Lakers, I don't even know anything about I don't know anything about him except he, he throws a really good curveball, I guess, right, yeah, by the last name? Yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah, probably, or he, he's a, you know, he likes to drink and he goes on benders. Oh, Is that a good one? <laughs> well, then, well, well, then Bob should have been picking him up. <laughs> uh, Bearcats pick up another Marlin Sierra. Uh, I don't know how much playing time he gets anymore. Um, Ducks how much? Up, yeah, Ducks pick up Contreras. Rebel Lions pick up Matt Beatty uh, for six bucks. Uh, what, what did you bid on him? Did you, what did you bid, two? Uh, I, no, I want to say it was like three or four. Okay. And the Rebs pick, uh, pick up Adam Hazley, um, who was out for personal reasons uh, for eight bucks. thought that was a little high, but who knows, right? Yeah. Um, and then and that center field up, issue in Philadelphia. And then they pick up Vince Velasquez for nine. Um, so the Rebs spent uh, – they spent a good amount of money. Uh, 17, 23 bucks. Am I adding that right? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, listen, uh, they're, they're doing whatever they can at, yeah. at this point. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Actually, that, the, yeah, 20, you're right. Okay. Don't, well, don't say it so surprisingly that I'm right. That I added that. <laughs> Jeez. And then, uh, lastly, the Bearcats, uh, Kisner, he he got dropped by the Bearcats. I feel like he had a quick turnaround there too. Uh, well, I, I I think Tom's play there was hey let's just bring Kisner up for the week that uh, that Yachty's out and yeah. you know you're not gonna if you get one start a week you're you're lucky as Yachty's backup. So yeah, that, yeah. that that makes more sense. Yep. Um, all right. So uh, pretty busy, and we'll, we'll we'll see what next week brings. Uh, today in baseball history, I. I I uh, I have two early season trades, uh, not very big blockbuster trades. 1972, Willie Mays traded from the Giants to the Mets for Charlie Williams as a middle reliever, spot starter, and some cash. Uh, Mays, he played on the 73 season, I think retired after that because uh, he was in the 73 World Series, I think, for the Mets. Yeah, which he could have won his second World Series, but uh, yep. they, they, they kind of bunged it in the last two games. Yeah, they did. Against the, uh, it was against the A's, yeah. right? Yeah, it was against the A's. Um, 
And in 1990, but by the way, but, but by the way, before we move on, I'm you know I'm reading a book um, about Willie Mays as, as he just turned you know 90 years old. I think he is the you know oldest living um, Hall of Famer right now. But you know, you and I were texting each other, and I I, I said to you, do you think he's the greatest all-around player, you know, five-tool player um, of all time? And you countered with. With, with Barry Bonds, and, and then my retort was, I, I think Willie was a much better defensive player than Barry Bonds. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, when you brought up the defense, playing center field, and you know, playing in that old New York Giants stadium, whatever that was called. That, I think the that polo was, ground. Yeah, I think that was huge. Um, so there's a lot of ground well, to cover. Not, not, only, not only playing there, but playing in that so, windy candlestick yeah. park where everything was tricky there. Yeah, and, and Bonds played there a little bit. Um, a little. Yeah. Of course, he played left field. It's a little different. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, maybe because I didn't see Mays. Maybe I think that's why Bonds is better. But, um, yeah, they're probably pretty similar. Like, if you chose one over the other, you, you, you can't really argue that. I mean, I mean, they're both all-time all greats and probably yeah. both should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that crazy. And then, did you see that the tweet by Nancy Pelosi? No, you told me. Why don't you tell everybody? Yeah, she sent a tweet out, "Happy 90th to you know Bay Area great Willie Mays," and she she had a included a picture of her and Willie McCovey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> ay, 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 boys and girls, do your homework. Yeah, please. You know this. This is just the point that people over fifty. Or sixty really shouldn't be tweeting. <laughs> if that was Trump doing that, this whole country would have exploded. Jeez, wait. No, I don't. I I disagree because that that's kind of expected. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, someone. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, that was sad, and I, I I hope she brought that back and freaking called Willie Mays and profusely. Wow, how how embarrassing! How embarrassing yeah. on so many different levels. It's horrible. Um. Okay, 1990, Dave Winfield traded from the Yankees to the Angels for Mike Witt. Uh, I didn't realize this. Winfield didn't report until like five or six days later. He said he wasn't going to go. But he ended up reporting. So how many, how many days do you have to report? Is, is, is there something in the uh, um, basic agreement um, that says you have five, ten days to report or something like that? You know Three what? days? I don't, I don't know. Uh, I feel like there is a... Yeah, I mean, because some, some guys get on a plane, they play that night, you know? Um, well, I, I guess it just shows what, what his status was at, at, at that time, right? I mean, he was he was, he was he was an all-star. Uh, yeah, I guess he was. Yeah, because in 80, 88, I, they don't show 89 stats in, um, in baseball reference. Did he miss a year? I, you know what? That's I, I'm looking now. I, I I don't know what happened there. Huh? Hmm. Did he get? Stay sus- tuned, boys and girls. We're gonna we're gonna investigate that. Did he get suspended with Steinbrenner? Because remember that whole thing with Steinbrenner and his and his trainer and do you remember that? Uh, not really, but it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. We're gonna find. We're gonna find out. We're gonna. <laughs> this is this is uh, this is gonna be discussed on next week's podcast. Yeah, because in '90 he actually had a eh, a decent year. I mean, 21 homers, 
78 ribs, hit 267. I mean, it's, you know, he's 38 years old at that time. Um, well, he had that big year with Toronto, and didn't they win the uh, World Series in 92? Yeah, uh, 92, and he he finished fifth in uh, MVP. He hit 26 homers, 108 ribs, uh, 867 OPS. He hit 290. Yeah. Yeah. From at forty years old, good for him. Yeah, um, yeah. So we, I, I, I think there was something with him and Steinbrenner in that season. All right. Well, we're going to investigate that. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, what are you walking off with? Well, you, you know, baseball had those um, extra inning rules. Well, you know, we're going to talk about in future podcasts some of the the rules that they're going to implement in the minor leagues. Um, to, I guess, make baseball better, more popular, whatever it might be. But last year, one of the rules that they had in the COVID-filled season of 2020 was the extra inning rule, meaning that in the 10th inning, if the game is still tied after nine, that you would start with a runner on second base. And when that rule first came out, I thought it was silly. But i got to be honest with you, um, I kind of like it. Um, I like a runner starting at, at, at second and just how how teams play that, whether they're on uh, at home or on the road, and um, I'm always hoping that when when they go to this extra inning rule, that uh, my pitcher is pitching in the bottom of the inning, so they know how to play it and you know try and pick up a cheap win. What do you think about it? Yeah, I don't like it. I feel like it's like no. A, I feel like it's like a little league rule. I don't. I don't like it. Yeah. Well, re- remember, it's against the backdrop of, of, of COVID and, and trying to manage pitching and the innings and, and, and just the number of players that you might you might need if a game drags on 10, uh, you know, yeah, 10, 11, it. 12, 13 yeah. innings. You, yeah. you don't like it? I, I was you don't think it builds some excitement? No. I, I don't want false excitement. Yeah. I mean, I mean, think about if you're playing the Brewers. I mean, there's only a 21% chance someone's getting on base. Now we're going to stick them on second? <laughs> I don't want to. No, I don't, I don't think it's. A, no, that, I, I hate it. I hate that rule. I understood it last year because they were playing those double headers and, you know, things like that. All right, I get that. Um, yeah, I, I hate it this year. I, 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 well, I, hate, well, see, I hate it if they did that. And, and just for the reasons that you said, you used the Brewers as the example. I love it. Because who are they going to bring in in the bottom of that inning? They're going to bring in um, Josh Hader, and this, you know, that guy. Actually, he was the he was the fastest to 400 strikeouts, I guess, in in history. He he did it in under 250 innings. Oh my gosh! Really? Wow. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> well, it doesn't surprise me when you when you look at all the strikeouts in baseball. I guess someone's got to. Do yeah. It. Um, That's a good point. All right. Uh, what, do you, what are you walking off with? Well, real quick, Dave Winfield had back surgery, and he missed 1989 season. Ah, uh, got it. Uh-oh. Yeah. That's, that's, that's foreboding with uh, Christian Yelich on the, uh, on the IL with, yeah, yeah. with back problems. This yeah. goes back to your point. Um, okay, well, I'm walking off with uh, retailers at, asking you at checkout if you'd like to help, help sick children. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> That's a loaded question. I know. I know. We were in Marshall's. I don't know the other day or a couple of days ago. I'm checking out, and 
you know, the girl behind the counter says, would you like to help sick children? I'm like, I looked at her like, are you serious? That's the question? What? <laughs> yeah, I'd like to help sick children. <laughs> and that's how I answered her. But it's, it's, it's a horrible question. They need to rephrase this somehow. And I, I haven't thought about it, but uh, like you, you're talking about making cu customers feel uncomfortable. That, that's, that's, uh, yeah, that, that's pretty bad. I, th I think they need to rephrase it. It's like the old, you know, the lawyer question, have you stopped beating your wife yet? <laughs> right? How do you answer yeah. that? And, and to have the lowest paid people yeah. um, asking you those, those questions, I mean, gosh, I, I feel so, this moves into a different area, but, you, you know, when you are uh, have a job that's customer-facing, you just take so much abuse for so little money. It's, it's just, it's just, it's just not right. It's, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. But um, yeah, I, I don't, I, because I don't, I don't want to jump ugly with the people that are asking those questions. It, it's not their yeah. thing. It, it's yeah. corporate directive. And you know what I want to say is, hey, can I have the number of the person that's asking you to do this? I'd like to talk to them, and then say, hey, I, I, when I give to charity, I review them on. There's a site called Charity Charity Navigator. Which yeah. talks about the percentage yeah. of, of of contributions that go toward overhead expenses, and it's it's quite alarming. Yeah, would, uh, and you, your brother-in-law would probably know this, and Bill, uh, of course, Rick does as well. Is the uh, combined federal campaign? Uh, it's it's one one time a year where federal employees, to include military, can you know donate money you know, to charity, and the book is is. It's got to be three inches thick. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but I'm, it's not by much. And it, th that's one of the percentages it gives you. Uh, it's a list of everyone uh, that you can donate to. And it, and it does provide uh, the overhead costs. And some of it's like 65%. And you look, yeah, it's ridiculous, right? 65%. That's, that's a Ponzi scheme. That's not a charity. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. Joke, man. Yeah. So when I, when I was at active duty, they, they used to, I'm going to use the word make us, um, make us donate, uh, strongly encourage. And I okay. would never have a problem with it. But so, uh, I, I would always give to the USA baseball and they, and find some obscure one that, um, I would, I actually used to donate to the witness protection program. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That was in there. So when you read that book, is there something about your, is there something about your past you want to let us know about? No, I, I used to, uh, Christy would it, next time we get together, you ask Christy because I used to think the barber in Biloxi uh, on the base he was in the witness protection program. I used to tell she used to laugh at me, I'm like I'm pretty sure he is. This is it's a guy with a pompadour, you know, haircut with a New York <laughs> with, a, with a New York accent, living in Southern Mississippi. I used to tell Christy I'm like that guy's in the witness protection. <laughs> There's no reason he should be living down here. <laughs> Okay, so here's here's a quick story. Um, Terry and I went down to uh, Key West. Was it three years ago? Yeah. And I guess we took an Uber ride from the airport down uh, down into Key West. And she asked she asked the driver, "So so where are you from?" And and I kind of pinch her and I whisper, "Don't ask anybody from Key West where they're from." <laughs> Did he answer? Um, I think he gave her some kind of uh, roundabout answer, and I'm like, "See, there you go." She goes, what does this mean? And I'm like, I'll tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're probably on the run from somebody. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. Or being funded by you in the witness protection program. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, I, I used to I used to tell Christy that, and she would she would think I was crazy, but I'm I'm I was pretty sure. There's no there's no. Reason. I'm buying it. Yeah, uh, I'm buying it. Base. You have me. Yeah, he had a secure, you know, he was secure at his job. No one was going to get to him. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, all right. Uh, next week we are back on on Sunday. Yes, I will be in Salt Lake City, Utah next week. So. I will be doing my first podcast remotely. You've already done your trek across America. But, uh, yeah, it'll be Sunday morning. Um, I don't know if we're going to have a guest on. Um, I might see if anybody wants to join us early Sunday morning. It might be uh, too early for some of these sleepyheads, but uh, I'll see what we can do. All right, buddy. All right. All right, Chief. All right, safe travels. When, when do you leave? Um, I'll leave on Saturday. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, have a good week, Chief. So, yeah, you take care. See you. See you.